Hey guys, and welcome to the Movement Docs Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm Mike. And we're just two guys who want to help students and clinicians grow in the field of rehab. Welcome to the show. All right. Hey, guys, and welcome to episode 25 of the Movement Docs podcast. Today, we've got Mr. Zach Cooper. Uh, Zach, he's currently an intern at Exos, and he's going to be graduating with his Bachelor's of Art in Exercise Science in less than two weeks. I had the opportunity to get to know Zach uh, pretty well over my time when I was down there during my internship as well. Uh, Pretty chill dude. We called him the Silver Fox sometimes. Uh, he's a good looking dude. He's got, uh, just a little bit of the gray hair kind of going on pretty young, but it works for him really well. Um, <laughs> so, anyway. yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but instead of hopping right into the workforce, he planned to hike the Appalachian trail for a cause that's near to his heart. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that today. Uh, so Zach's going to be calling his mission a hike for hope. And he's chosen this mission in honor of his cousin, Kylie seats, uh, testimony, her battle with cancer. Uh, and what the organization, Jay's Hopes, has provided along for, with the journey moving forward. So, Zach, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We're excited to uh, get the opportunity to talk with you. Yeah, dude. Um, thank you all, Jake and Mike. Um, I sincerely appreciate the opportunity. So, it's uh, like you said, it's it's something um, pertaining to movement, you know, a hike for hope. And uh, I hope the listeners really gather something from it. Cool. Well, we're excited to have you, man. Um, so, you know, kind of like we said, we're going to be spending a lot of time just kind of going into your background just a little bit more. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about strength and conditioning, uh, talk a little bit about that reciprocity aspect and, and the Appalachian Trail and, and Jay's Hope, the whole thing going on forward. Uh, so it should be a fun time. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. So for our listeners out there, would you mind telling us just a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so... Um... I guess before I actually hop into, you know, the story, um, uh, you know, as you already stated, I went to Georgia Southern, so I will be getting my BA in uh, exercise science here soon, in two weeks, actually, so woohoo to that, <laughs> but, um, so that's, that's pretty cool, but, um, you know, going through college, I guess just tell them a little bit about myself. First and foremost, I want to give, you know, a shout out to my parents, so. We uh, don't come from the most affluent uh, place, so a lot of people make the joke of being frugal. It's like, yeah, I like to say I'm frugal, but it's like, no, I'm, I'm actually broke. So <laughs> it, it was a struggle, you know, but, um, but we're here now. And uh, yeah, through, uh, through my experiences in college, that's uh, kind of propelled me into this, to this workforce of you know, want, wanting to apply my uh, abilities and wanting to hop into the fitness realm of things. And, and uh, you know, that's kind of what inspired this mission. I didn't really see it come into a fruition as it did. But, um, you know, through my journey and experience through college and finding myself and, uh, and uh, the experiences along with working out and just the principles that those instill, it's kind of where I'm at now. And like I said, wrapping up exos here, got one more week and then heading on over to graduation. So, Wow. Hard to believe, man. It goes by fast, doesn't it? Dude, it does. And it's like, 
you, you really got to sit back on the days where you're like, oh, this sucks, but you really got to you, you got to look at it and be like, no, it doesn't, man. We're so blessed, and um, it's been such an opportunity, as both of you know. I know Jake, you were there um, prior to Mike, and it's just a really, really cool place to work with a, a multifaceted system with a diverse clientele base. <clears throat> Ain't that Dude, it's like going—it's like going to Disney World. It's <laughs> yeah. literally—it's like going to the Disney World of like sports rehab. Um, everything there is is just so dialed into what every person needs individually, whether it's from like a nutrition standpoint to strength and conditioning to rehab, recovery. It's—it's it's just crazy um, how how much they're able to do down there, and uh, it's a—I've. Just like you, man, I feel very, very blessed, very fortunate to have been able to do that. Um, definitely am very in, um, impacted and influenced by what I learned there. And uh, I actually went back a couple, what, Easter weekend to visit Mike and hang out down there a little bit. So um, I think, I don't know if it'll be every year. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's going to be every every year, but definitely um, – see a lot more trips to Pensacola and, and visiting them, all those guys down there as often as I can. Mm-hmm. We got to go, go back to that taco place too, for sure. Yes. Zach, are go? you still uh, El Asadero, I think? Mm-hmm. It's uh, like if you go up North Davis, like all the way toward like the big I-10 and 110 interchanges. Right. Um, there's like a shell station uh-huh. and right next to the shell station is this little like trailer with like a tarp patty tarp covered patio and a bunch <laughs> of smokers outside and like all these other little trailers. <laughs> nice, <laughs> Dude, it's, it's like the, it's the best it's consistently rated like top three or top five taco places in the country. Just um, Hispanic heaven. Just the oh, it's so good. Dude, it's so good. It's it's awesome. It's one of my favorite places to eat that I've ever been to. Dude, that's great. I need to try it. I got one week left, so maybe uh one of these dude, days. You gotta go there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you gotta go. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's a must. A must do. <laughs> what, do you, what do you recommend? What do you like, Jay? <laughs> the, the beef tongue tacos? Is that what the one? Dude, dude, the beef tongue tacos there, the tacos lenguas, are just absolutely fantastic. <laughs> All right. Consider it done. You got to you you try one. one. So good. So good. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> you got to go. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm sitting over here thinking about it, too. I'm just like, dang, my stomach's rumbling. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, I don't want tacos. I do too. Ah, all right. Well, <sighs> Jake, maybe we can just make that like 15 hour drive down there for some tacos. Say hi to Zach, yeah, and then yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's only 15 hours, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, no, 30 30 round trip, right? So yeah, it's not no that bad. We can get back in a day and a half. That's right. <laughs> that's that's the attitude. <laughs> Literally, literally only stopping to get tacos and then driving back. <laughs> like honestly, it's 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 almost worth it. Like it, it is almost worth it to go to that place. It's fantastic. Um, well, I have to check her out for sure. 
Yes. Mike, we'll have to put that we'll have to put that location in the show notes for all of our Pensacola based listeners. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Josh Josh Peacock and uh Brent Hardy. Hey. Yes. That's perfect. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, uh, so Zach, I, we, I know we talked about this a little bit. Um, you're just about to graduate. Um, you're getting your BA in exercise science. So, uh, what were kind of your motivations for pursuing exercise science? You know, like above other other things that you could have chosen. Like, what was your interest in going that route? Um. Yeah. So, I mean, at first, like I said, you know, in college, I think we're all very, uh, <laughs> we're kind of maturing as we go. You know, as we progress through our ages and our years through college, we kind of come in off the. Uh, nuance idea of we don't really know what we're doing and um you know just starting out i was i was like you know what i'm a college dude uh how cool would it be if i could just get paid to either lift weights or teach other people how to lift weights (laughs) (laughs) that's uh that's kind of where it started but um again you know just looking back on it and thinking about how i have matured and I, I know y'all can directly relate or relate to this is just, um, appreciating fitness and movement and biomechanics as a whole and looking at it, um, in a way of how it, you know, it, it relates to progress. And I think I actually heard this from Tony Robbins, big Tony Robbins fan, but, um, he says progress equals happiness. And I think that's so true and so applicable and analogous to, you know, exercise science or, uh, personal training, PT, like y'all do AT, whatever it is. I think any realm of fitness is just such a good analogy for life. Hmm. Yeah. That's kind of like the, uh, you know, the grind or the struggle or working towards a goal, you know, you're putting in those efforts, um, towards something, uh, whether that be something more than yourself or whether that be just something in general. Um, but that is equivalent to happiness. You know, it's, it's the, the process of getting there, not so much, maybe the end result. Dude, I, I love that is, um, actually a man who discipled me through college and he was with me, you know, through the peaks and valleys. And, um, one of his sayings was, let's strive for direction, not always perfection. And it's like, yeah, let's just, let's aim in that direction, you know? So. Ooh, I like that one. Because it, it like rhymes too, so it makes it like really nice, like kind of like flowy <laughs> off the tongue. the tongue. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to steal that. Because I was, I was, when Mike was talking, I was like, he's got to say the, the journey, the happiness is the journey thing. He's going to say it, he's going to say it, he's going to say it. Um, but I like I like that one too. So strive yeah, for direction, lot. not perfection. Not perfection. Yep. And I think just because you know, I mean, our natural tendencies as men, women, um, I mean, we're valuable, dude. We're gonna fall, and while reaching for any goal, we're gonna stray off course. You know. So just aim for direction, and um, don't beat yourself too bad, or don't beat yourself up too bad while you're reaching. <laughs> Fall down seven times, get up eight. Hey. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing how how uh, prevalent that book comes up or like how many times that book comes up. You know, uh, we talked about uh, The Alchemist in, in one of our previous podcasts. Uh, Zach, have you read that book? 
Um, I did, but I was too young to appreciate it. Yeah. I was forced to read it in like seventh or eighth grade, man. And I just, at the time, dude, it was, it was one of those things where since it was forced upon me, I didn't actually have any, you know, want or desire to, uh, actually, you know, think about it logically or apply mm-hmm. it. Yeah. No, I think I'm in the same boat with you. Uh, it was kind of the same thing. Um, and it wasn't until recently where we were talking about that book, um, where we kind of like went back and revisited it and just how profound it could actually be, which is kind of neat. Yeah, dude, dude, I just finished reading it again. Uh, I actually finished reading it on the trip back from Pensacola, um, on the plane, one of my many plane flights. Uh, <laughs> and, um, it's just so good. There's so many just great quotes and, and perspectives on life and being human and failing and succeeding. And it's definitely worth the read. Mike, when's it, have you read it recently? I have it. If you want to borrow it. Yeah, I think it was probably about two, three years ago. Um, it was when, oh, it must've been about three years ago. Cause I read it in the time where I was kind of getting all the prerequisites for PT school. Um, and I was trying to find direction in my life and all that kind of stuff. And so I sat down and read that and that kind of helped, but you don't love that. Oh, it's so good. I'm a big, uh, big self-help fan or philosophical fan rather. We, we tend to talk quite a bit about that stuff on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> good. I'm in the right spot. Then. <laughs> oh man. That's I good. love that though. Strive for, strive for direction, not perfection. Yes, sir. You gotta, uh, you gotta Mike, that might little... be. Sorry. Go ahead, Zach. I was going to say, you got to throw a little star in there and, and uh, say Nick neighbors though. He's the one who told me that one. How do you spell it? <laughs> uh, Nick, so just okay. N-I-C, uh, okay, and then Neighbors is N-A-B-O-R-S. Oh, got it in there. Hey. Mike, that's up there with, um, like, random millennial girl quote tattoos that I want to get. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Like, not all those who wander are lost. Like, maybe get a neck tattoo with that, like a little anchor. Maybe a couple <laughs> rolls and then uh you know maybe something on like my foot or something with an arrow that just says strive for direction not perfection hey man i wouldn't judge (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'd never i would probably never get these tattoos but it's just like in my the hypothetical ongoing stream of consciousness rant that i have with mike like you know theoretically these these are what i would get if i was going to get a basic work girl tattoo so (laughs) i love it Oh, that's great. <laughs> okay. Hey, if, you ever, if you ever do get that tattoo, it better go on your uh, your Instagram page. You better tag me. I want to look at that. You know, I I treat a patient whose husband is a henna artist. Yeah. Maybe I should just start getting henna tattoos of like all these things and putting them on Facebook or not Facebook on our Instagram. <laughs> hey, at least it's not permanent. And if you do like it, you can always make a permanent one. So. This is true. This is true. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So, so what? Go ahead, Jake. Uh, I was, go ahead, Mike. We probably are going to ask the same question, so I'm just going to default to you. No, no, no. After you, my friends. All you. 
I was going to say, did you look into any other programs, Zach, before you went into exercise science? Um, uh, yeah. So um, I actually went to a different college my first year. I uh, went to Middle Georgia uh, State, and I was trying – I was doing air traffic control school. And I was there for a year, but they lost uh, accreditation. And um, I was ultimately I'm, – I'm happy of how things work out. You know, I believe that um, everything is, you know – there's a rhyme and reason for everything, but uh, I was honestly there just chasing money. So, you know, then I I um, ended up transferring to Georgia Southern, and first I uh, I sought out uh, psychology actually just due to my interest in what we were talking about earlier. You know, like uh, uh, just mindset and our uh, perspectives on life, and um, just kind of delving into that uh, that. Um, theological and uh, philosophical, philosophical uh, way of viewing things. Hmm. But um, yeah, so that, that was kind of the uh, precursor to where I am now. And I, uh, <laughs> I quickly realized you didn't have to be a psychology major to uh, read psychology books. So kind of <laughs> dropped that one. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm a big Napoleon Hill fan. I don't know if y'all read some of his books, but, uh, yeah. you know, like Think and Grow Rich, Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude. Those are just a few of the few of the ones um, that I'm talking about as far as, like, philosophy goes. Kind of guided, guided towards expanding the mind and, and all that kind of stuff and, and just changing your perspectives, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So, um, like, one of the... Uh, one of the things that I really gathered from from that book was, um, I'm sure you've heard of it, the Serenity Prayer. Okay. But um, in one of Napoleon Hill's books, it uh, let me look it up because I, I don't want to misquote it. <laughs> but like one of the one of the things I live by actually. Okay. <laughs> But it says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So, yep. so that's, a, yep. that's a pretty good one there. I like that. It makes, it makes me think of another one that talks about courage. I can't remember it exactly. I'm going to have to look it up and put it into the show notes later. But it was it was essentially like, uh, ah, gosh, I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember it right now. But it's essentially like courage is like uh, is probably one of the most important things because it speaks to the fact that like even though you're scared or afraid of something, you're going to put yourself in the situation and you're going to do it anyway. Um, and you you, you know you, you you take that action, whereas you know in other situations you may be paralyzed by that fear or paralyzed by like the doubt or anything like that. But um, to have the courage to be able to, you know, move through whatever it is that you're going through, um, is probably like one of the more important things. I'll have to look it up and put it into the show notes. Cause it was, it reminded me of the stuff that you had just mentioned with the serenity prayer there. Dude, I, I love that. And that actually, uh, <clears throat> reminded me of a conversation. I don't know if you remember it, but it reminded me of a conversation you and I had on, um, on the floor at Exos. We were talking about, you know, just our aspirations in the future and what we had planned on uh, doing after Exodus. 
And uh, one of the things you had told me, and it has to do with you as well, Jake, was, um, you know, daring to fail <laughs> and, um, you know, just, just stepping out and actually, like you said, being courageous and, um, and stepping out in your faith. But who knows? I may fall, but at least I tried, right? Mm-hmm. And I think going back to, you know, your paralyzed statement, it is so common for, uh, for men and just it's human nature for us to get in that state of um, paralysis by analysis. You know, mm-hmm. we like to overanalyze <laughs> things and, um, before we actually just take a step or if we just throw ourselves in, we'd figure out what to fix. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of goes back to what you were talking about earlier too. And um, you know, where you want to, strive for direction, not perfection. Um, I, I feel like it's, it's a corollary to that, right? It's like, um, you know, oh, we're, yeah. scared, we're scared of making those mistakes, right? Um, but we have to be able to, to jump in and move forward. Um, and even if we do make those mistakes, so what, you know, it's, you're either going to get it right or you're going to learn from it or, you know, you're going to keep moving. And so that's awesome. Dude, I love that. You're, you're literally making me want to hit some pushups right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, swell on life, man. But um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying, dude. I can just go into tangents about like books and, and just these little quotes and snippets and the rhetorics of you know, I don't know, a life well lived, I guess. Yeah, I, I just want I just want to point out how much like math language is being used right now. Um, because the whole time that I'm like, we're discussing like direction, not perfection, tangents <laughs> and like corollaries and stuff like that. I'm just like, you know, the scene in the hangover where Zach Galifianakis like walks onto the floor and he just like, he's about to go play blackjack and he just sees all those equations in front of him. Like, that's what I'm seeing right now. I'm just seeing like this, like vector of success where it's like perfection is one arrow and to, you know, direction is over here. And like, there's just all these like different circles and lines and stuff that I don't really understand because I, after Trig and Calc one, I kind of lost it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I completely, <laughs> oh, man, I completely agree with that statement. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Mike, we need, we need, we need like a whiteboard to start doing like random drawings and stuff or Instagram. Oh, we do. We need to start whiteboards. So like, <laughs> yeah. Can we make a Venn diagram? There's a white. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. I'm just always like Venn diagrams. <laughs> hey man. Because it's like two, two circles with like a little weird looking, like not really a circle in between. Yeah. <laughs> They're just interesting. They're peculiar. I don't know. Something about them. <laughs> Anyways, you're a funny dude. (laughs) Oh, we're a little loony. (laughs) Sunday afternoons. Uh, Anyway, let's talk about you, Zach. (laughs) Speaking of unusual (laughs) and loony, what is an unusual habit or an absurd thing that you love? (laughs) Uh, hmm. Let me think on that one. Give me a second. Uh, I don't know. There, there's quite a few, so I'm, I'm just kind of going to babble, and uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll round that uh, that curve whenever we get there. But um, you know, one one thing I would say that um, I have to do 
at the start of every day, um, no matter, you know, how I feel, if I'm sick, it doesn't matter. But one thing that I absolutely have to do that I don't know if I'd say it's unusual or absurd, but rather just uncommon is, uh, you know, going back to Nick neighbors again. Um, whenever I went on a, uh, whenever, never mind. Anyway, going back to Nick neighbors. Um, I used to be in a Bible study and, uh, he gave me tons of words of wisdom. And, you know, one of those was direction or strive for direction, not perfection. Another one of those was to start each day on my knees. And what I mean by that is like, literally I have a pillow beside my bed and, um, <laughs> every morning I wake up, I start my day on my knees and there's three things that happen whenever I do that. I, um, you know, I first say grace and, uh, just, show my appreciation and um, just humbly kneeling before God and thanking him for, you know, another day, another opportunity to strive in that direction of what it is that he's leading me to do. Um, another is just, you know, praying for those that I love. So whether I'm quite like sincere about this, Mike. Um, so you remember Tim, uh, we, we couldn't get his last name just because, you know, they are military personnel, but like even small things like this, Tim, the guy that was, uh, blown up by an IED, um, just small things like praying about people like that, you know, and hoping that their recovery process is, is quick and swift and that, uh, they no longer go through pain. I think there's something powerful in that. And I think there's just a certain type of energy that, um, that is just cast out into the universe by doing that and praying and, uh, hmm. you know, and, and saying those words behind closed doors, I think it really, uh, illuminates especially too, whenever you are in contact with that person, I think they, they see the sincerity of your heart. And, but, um, and then the last thing is just, you know, Thanksgiving about what's to come. Like, um, you know, for instance, y'all in this podcast, like if I was on my knees and I was in your, your situation, just thanking God of, you know, what's, what's to come in, in my future is as far as the aspirations that I have and hoping that, um, that is in accordance to his plan. But yeah, so that's, that's the first one is just getting on my knees, man. And, and, and as my knees hit the ground, I touch the sky. Hillsong United says that in song. So. <laughs> man, you're just full of amazing quotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my friends and especially my father gets quite, quite annoyed by it, but I don't know. I, I feel that it's, uh, it's helpful. <laughs> yeah. so, but dude, dude I, I definitely agree with you i think there's something to um you know regardless of what faith an individual chooses to practice but there's something to you know having faith in something right and putting positive energy for other people and it also reminds me of another quote uh <laughs> oddly enough yes, that integrity integrity is what you do when nobody's looking yeah, dude. Yeah. You know, and just being like part of being a good person and, and trying to put good energy back into the world is just, you know, being true to yourself and, and having integrity, not just putting on a face and being all lovey dovey when you see people, but actually caring about them and thinking about them when you're at home, when no one's watching mm. and when no one else cares, that's, yeah that's when you make a difference. And that's when, you know, that your, your desire to help people, your desire to put good back into this world really, really comes out. 
dude, I, yeah. I love that. Integrity is um, actually Brent and I, you were talking about Pensacola listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brent Hardy, yeah, the internship uh, coordinator now, he, uh, he asked me to come up with a, uh, a basically just like a, a dialogue or a prerequisite for uh, the interns coming in that he could, you know, just kind of guide him through a leadership and a, uh, uh, an introductory um, PowerPoint. And I came up with the acronym interns and the I is actually for integrity. So I love that Jake. Um, I love that. <laughs> That's great. But, uh, yeah. I think, I think, uh, you know, everything that you had just said too, and, and you mentioned about the things that you do every morning, uh, and you get on your knees every morning, uh, and praying too. Uh, it's almost like you're saying, um, you're starting your day with intention, you know, um, whether that's, you know, intention for, you know, bettering yourself, uh, intention for, you know, trying to cast that energy out into the universe to, to, you know, help others, uh, and all of that. Um, it's just interesting, you know, to start your day that way to say, you know, this is what, uh, you know, I, I want, or, um, you know, asking for help or, or direction or anything like that. Um, it changes your mindset throughout the rest of the day. Um, and so like you had mentioned, you know, when you, when you were praying for Tim and then you saw Tim, you know, there's a little bit more sincerity and, and warmth in your heart, uh, when you're interacting with him, you know, and people pick up and notice and that stuff. So, you know, I just, uh, it's just neat. You know, you're starting your day with intention. I think that's something, regardless of what your faith is, um, you know, starting your day with intention or direction um, can ultimately help you guide you towards a more you know, successful life or strategy or whatever. Completely agree. I could, yeah, couldn't agree more. <laughs> There's definitely, yeah, something to be said about that. And, and I know that, you know, Jake, if you're friends with Mike, you've got to be a good dude too. So, but I know you definitely have that sincere heart and, um, you know, just wanting to help people. And I, I think, you know, that kind of ties back into the movement. It's, you know, help, helping each other gather our footing and, and walk through this life together. Good. That's, that's something too, you know, it's like movement means so many different things. Uh, you know, you talk about movement in general as, you know, the physical aspects of things like, uh, you know, we're able to move from point A to point B. Um, but then there's also, you know, like a spiritual psychological aspect to movement as well, where, you know, you're, you're moving forward, whether that be some direction in life or, or personal growth or, or any other kind of growth in relationships and all that. So uh, it's, it's kind of an interesting word because it, it applies to many things, not just the, the physical aspects of things as well. It's kind of cool. Yeah, but and, it can uh, also. I, I was gonna say, Mike, kind of going off that, it's it's also kind of like a like a paradigm shift or a change in in like status. You know what I mean? Like moving between a, a mindset or a belief system. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think we talked about that too when we when we got our the graphic for our um, for our podcast logo. One of the things that we thought was really cool was the fact that it's, it's a, I mean, one, it's a, it's a dude holding a kettlebell doing like a bell up kettlebell something. Right. But it's, it's almost like reminiscent of, I mean, if we look in history at like the, the black power fist, you know, yeah it's a sign of like revolution, a sign of change, um, of movement. And, um, even though we we didn't intend for that to happen, I just thought it was interesting because that you know that I, the image of the of a fist, 
Um, even we talked about with Brent, Arth- Arthur's Fist on the PBS show, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, it's just interesting that we have all those little kind of like uh, connections. Um, but it, it, movement, the concept of movement itself, it, just like you said, is is so broad and yet so profound and so meaningful. Um, so, yeah, and just trying to tie it back to Arthur, Arthur memes. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I know exactly what you're talking about. I I'd actually told Brent that um, well, Mike Mike had told me that uh, you know Brent had been featured on on this uh, podcast and. I told Brent that I listened to it, and I, I know the exact uh, snippet that you're talking about, and I know the exact <laughs> meme that you were talking about, and I love it. It's uh, it's quite the funny one. Like how such you know a cartoonistic uh, just just model can stand for something. It's uh, it's it's funny. It's <laughs> oh, awesome. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about your experience at Exos. So you, you've had this amazing opportunity to be the performance intern uh, at Exos, and uh, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your experience? You know, like what was the day in the life like for you? What did what did you learn? Yeah, so um, you know, coming in, uh, obviously, as as is anything, you you kind of have your you know prior education, and where you walk in the doors is never where you walk out, but um, Definitely had a lot of biases, so some of those were cast out, you know, as far as <laughs> working out in college. I mean, it was kind of just, you know, hey, I'm working out to look good. And coming to Exos, you really get to understand and uh, and and uh, put to practice so many different aspects, such as movement and, you know, the pillar prep system that they have and regen and really actually taking care of uh, your body and um not just always beating yourself down and trying to be this brute guy and, you know, in the uh, addiction of what society views uh, working out as or exercise rather, Hmm. but um, actually taking care of your body and, um, you know, realizing that exercising is probably the uh, least contributing factor to your overall wellness. Whereas sleep and, you know, um, eating right plays such a more pivotal and uh, vital role to that. Hmm. Yeah, so it's almost like they're, they're taking that kind of holistic approach, right? Hitting you from oh, yeah. all different aspects, you know, nutrition, uh, sleep, uh, performance. Uh, you, you, you reminded me of a quote, uh, too. I feel like we're we're, we're going hey. we're going ham with the quotes, which is good. Uh, I have a quote book, man. So keep oh, coming. Perfect. <laughs> um, but it's it's the combination of you know like work plus rest equals success. So it's it's not just beating your body down each and every day. Uh, it's the recovery aspect and incorporating those like regen sessions and all those things um, that ultimately springboards you and helps you get better. That's cool. Yep. Um, but yeah. Touching more on, you know, a day in the life, both of you were um, interns as well, obviously on the PT uh, section, but you you were both uh, interns in the spring semester, so you can uh, understand where it is that I'm coming from. But, you know, the first eight weeks were completely different from the last eight weeks. Um, the first eight weeks, it was, it was very high traffic, um, much more catered to combine and pro lead athletes and, um, you know, preparing them for their season or, you know, their, their combine tryouts so they can get into the NFL. Whereas the last eight weeks was 
um, you know, I don't want to say mundane, but it was definitely a lot more, uh, uh, it was slower, you know, got to focus and uh, be more tailored to the actual client in the military group. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think relatively too, you know, you go through this pressure cooker that is the combine, uh, where it's just a, a tornado every day of people going back and forth. Um, and then, you know, would you, how many athletes were there? It was probably like what, 40 or more. Yeah. I think it was like, yeah. In the mid forties. Yeah. And then, and then you see the numbers, you know, and then you have the military guys that are there too. And then after combine season, you know, that it almost gets cut in half, you know, so there's, less amount of people. Um, so relatively, you know, you're used to this pressure cooker and this tornado storm of people and then uh, it slows down a little bit afterwards. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's really cool too. You know, I know we touched on this earlier. It's just the complete, uh, or just, just the differences in working with those, uh, different clientele bases too. Mm-hmm. You know, one you're, one you're bringing up and one you're either, you know, maintaining or, um, just preparing for their season. Whereas other people, you know, you were literally helping with the rehabilitation process. Hmm. Yeah. So that's, it's quite an experience, you know, for you. Um, what, what kind of stuff did you learn about yourself? Like throughout this whole process and kind of reflecting back on your experiences there? Um, well, you know, prior to going in, like I said, I mean, I kind of, I had, I had some experiences as far as coaching up friends and, uh, you know, reading books and uh, doing self-analyses on myself and uh, friends and their progress. But, you know, I never really had uh, experience coaching. So I think the biggest thing that I took away from it or learned about myself was, you know, how to have those interpersonal skills and how to, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not going to say by any um, circumstance I'm the best coach out there or even close to it. But I think I, think I did gather um, – you know, a base or a foundation of how to, how to speak to these people and these individuals and let them know that again, going back to how to care for them and how to respect and revere them to, uh, in reciprocity, you know, get their trust for you and, you know, guide them through these sessions or these regimens. So I think interpersonal skills and, you know, developing relationships is really what I got out of it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's pretty much everything that it is, right? You know, <laughs> we think back on uh, any of these healthcare professions, you know, whether that's uh, personal training, whether that's strength conditioning, whether that's athletic training, physical therapy. Uh, it's all about the connections, the relations, uh, the, the alliances that you build with each other and, and how you can work together to, to help your, your client, patient, whatever, uh, achieve their goals, right? So that's awesome that you're able to kind of like develop that uh, throughout your time there. Yeah. And I mean, speaking on your behalf and, um, Jake's behalf too, you know, I, uh, I definitely see a lot more of that too, because you're having a direct correlation of, (laughs) for instance, me coming over to that bench one day and, um, where you do your, your PT, uh, progressions and regressions and assess, uh, you know, limitations. Um, you know, me coming over there and you get like, Hey man, my uh, lower back or lumbar is, you know, in pain and you, looking at me for 10, 15 minutes and run me through a few quick exercises. I see, you know, the quick satisfaction of, Hey, there, there is this relationship of, you know, you, you understanding where I'm at or where I'm coming from and you building me up. It's, it's just something that's, uh, just cool. It's just cool. Yeah. 
we we talk about that all the time that it's like like therapy rehab in general is not just the the physical aspect of it there's so much more to the human being that you're working with you know psychological spiritual emotional all those things go into that person and if you don't respect those things if you don't treat them as a human being try to find common ground connect with them on a human level and genuinely show interest that you want to help them if you just give them exercises or just look at you know their back or their knee or whatever and you think of them only in terms of that you know anatomy or that injury you're you're doing them a huge disservice yeah no doubt i um I couldn't agree more with that, you know, just putting the proper use of, um, you know, caring for your neighbor and, and yeah, you diagnosing them and walk them through that. It's just really cool, dude. It's, it's something I know. Um, I don't really see myself being in the PT realm, but, uh, I think it's, I think it's awesome to be a bystander and watch what y'all do. <clears throat> I mean, you, you, but you I think oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna say even, even for you, Zach, like not even not just being a bystander, but you're you're actively part of that process. You know what I mean? Even though you may not think about it, rehab, strength and conditioning is all on the same spectrum. Um, so picking up stuff, you know, whether it's like the corrective exercise that you learn at Exos, um, or learning to work with, you know, rehab professionals whether it's athletic trainer, Cairo, PT, whoever it is, um, and just understanding kind of like what their mindset is and where they're coming from and being able to integrate your stuff with their stuff so that you can give your, your client the best, um, you know, exactly what they need, right? Because you're going to be, at some point in your career, you're going to be working with people that are post-injury, um, whether it's coming back from like ACL stuff or, um, anybody that's had previous injuries before. And so just having that exposure and being able to, I guess, like understand that rehab mindset definitely helps you out a, a, quite a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I, I see what you're saying completely. We do play a role. <laughs> I don't want to discredit myself that much. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. I, I think it's just, it, it, it's, you know, it's all, it's all a continuum. And I think sometimes we get, um, we kind of like compartmentalize ourselves into like a very specific um, chunk of that spectrum. And I, I mean, certainly within, you know, like everyone has defined limits of what their scope of practice is and whatnot. Um, but I think that there's a lot more carryover and there's a, probably a much larger portion of that, um, you know, that curve since we're using all these math terms. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's a much larger portion of the you know area under the curve that you can affect as a strength and conditioning professional um, than you realize, and I think I think understanding and learn like I said learning from other people, and you know this goes for us too. Like I, I learned so much stuff from talking about uh, you know just talking to other strength and conditioning professionals when I was at Exos. And, and understanding how they work with people that have injuries or you know, have certain limitations. Um, and I, I think it's the more, the more that you can realize that you can have a profound effect on people, and it doesn't even have to be in a physical way. It can be other things too. But the more that you realize that you can help people that, um, and to kind of step outside of what those lines are that I feel like we kind of arbitrarily draw upon ourselves as to what we can and can't do, um, I think it – it makes the whole world a better place. 
Yeah. I agree, man. I agree. It's awesome. Let's uh, awesome. let's talk a little bit about uh, kind of the meat and potatoes of this. Let's talk a little bit about uh, like reciprocity and Chase Hope. Uh, so, so Zach, you know, we mentioned we heard from the bio, you know, that you're involved with this foundation and all that. Can you uh, give us a little bit of background on on Jay's Hope and everything that stands for? Yeah, man. So, um, you know, as we stated before, um, you know, I'm I'm walking or I'm. I'm hiking the uh, Appalachian Trail um, on behalf of my cousin Kylie Sites. She um, she was diagnosed, you know, at age uh, four, and actually even ended up spending her her fifth uh, birthday in the hospital just dealing with cancer. And um, you know, she's had a very arduous battle, and um, thankfully, due to her tenacious uh, just her tenacious uh, fight and her willing to, to win. She, uh, she's overcome it and she's actually in remission now. Awesome. So yeah, I'm super thankful for that. And, um, you know, along this hike, I'm going to be raising awareness for Jay's hope, which is the, um, which is the foundation that, you know, provided her financial assistance and, uh, just really cultivated a community of just caregiving, uh, just a caregiving community around her that, um, uplifted her spirit and kept, kept that smile on her face, you know? Mm. So, um, so that's why I chose Jay's hope, man. They're, um, <clears throat> the founder actually, Cindy Gaskins, um, she, she created this, this foundation in honor of her, of her child, Jay, who, um, had actually passed away in, in this battle for cancer. Mm. And, um, so, you know, that speaks on her too. Like going back to courage, like what a courageous woman and, um, just, just a strong willed woman to, to take, um, her son's life and, and honor it through this, uh, foundation that she now loves and cares for 500 different kids. Wow. And, um, and, you know, just such a caregiving and benevolent woman to, to be a good steward with the money that she receives. And that's why, man, like <laughs> I think about this hike that I'm about to embark on, man. And I just, I think of Cindy and I think of Kylie and I think of just these courageous and strong-willed uh, individuals and human beings that are going to do so much for other people's lives. And I'm just humbled to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, I think that's awesome. It's phenomenal. Uh, you know, uh, mission and opportunity, um, you know, and, and something to be an organization to be a part of, you know, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, um, being a part of something that's bigger than just yourself. Um, and so, you know, it's, we always say this in the, on the, we should start doing like video feeds too, because like get warm and fuzzies all the time. And then I get this like really big goofy grin on my face and then no one can ever see it because we're doing audio only. (laughs) Um, but you know, it's just like, uh, I just think it's so awesome that you're, you're kind of like, uh, you know, you're, you're doing this, you know, on Kylie's behalf and you're, and you're being a part of an organization that's dedicated to helping other, uh, children that are kind of going through similar, uh, things that, uh, that Jay had gone through and Kylie had gone through. Um, I, I just think that's awesome. So kudos to you for, you know, finding this direction and, and, and taking a part of it and, and, and being a part of something that's bigger than yourself. Well, thank you, man. I, uh, 
It, you know, I, uh, I've told the story to a few people and it was something that really weighed on my heart. And, uh, you know, there, there's times where, you know, we're always searching for life's purposes and searching for, you know, that, that message. But this was something that, you know, I just felt compelled that I had to do. And again, going back to Jay's hope, it's, it's, it kind of fell into place. I mean, there's been a lot of work on the back end as far as, you know, the ideation of, of a hype for hope and what it, what is it, what it will symbolize. But, um, you know, even the small things of like me looking into Jay's hope and really calling Cindy back and forth and talking to her about my ideas and her just being so cooperative and, you know, just wanting to, uh, raise awareness and spread the word as much as possible. And, you know, just jumping on board with my plan and, you know, I went to, uh, I went to their corporate building, which is in Macon, Georgia. And, um, I went there and, you know, I, I had, <laughs> I put on my shirt and dressed up and I was going in, uh, I was typing in the address, driving there, you know, getting all pumped up, hyping myself up just cause I was kind of nervous, man. I didn't know what to expect. I, I figured I'd be going into this big corporate building and, you know, proposing this idea of this guy hiking the Appalachian trail just to, um, you know, bring awareness to the children of this foundation. So I dressed up and, and really, uh, you know, was going to walk in and try to present myself as this grandeur guy, but, um, it was, it was so humbling and so cool that, uh, the notion that, uh, you know, Cindy and this organization, Jay's hope, dude, I walked into this building and I, I sincerely hope she doesn't take this wrong, wrong way. And I, I know she won't, but I walked into this building and you can just tell, like, there was, there wasn't a lot of funds put into it. You know, I mean, there, it, it was just this building on the side of, uh, on the side of this little plaza. And, uh, I think that just speaks on, on her stewardship with, with her money. And as I got talking to her, um, I found out that operation costs, you look into most, uh, nonprofit organizations and operation costs are normally 30 to 40%. Mm. There's were in the teens. So awesome. she's literally just paying, yeah, literally just paying for overhead. And, you know, I have the utmost respect and trust in her that she, uh, that what she does for these kids is all for these kids. Um, you know, coming from the experiences of her son passing, but yet still, uh, feeling victorious and in, in her faith and, and saying that, you know, Jay, Jay is in heaven looking down on us and, um, you know, she just wants to honor him and it's, it's so cool. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I think that's awesome. I, I love that too. You know, um, at, at, like you just said, it speaks to everything that Cindy's doing and, and her dedication to, to, to put the funds where they need to be, you know, um, I think that's amazing that she's able to cut the, the over or well, just pays for overhead essentially, but was able to cut some of those costs down into the teens, whereas other ones are in the 30, 40%. Um, you know, it really just speaks to the, the energy and, and the dedication that she has. So that's cool that you're part of something like that. Um, just, yeah, just, man. just out of curiosity, like, um, you know, you, you mentioned that you're hiking the Appalachian trail. Um, was there, what was the, what was the spark to, to tie in, uh, the hike, you know, the hike for hope and, and, and how did that come about? I'm just kind of curious. Ooh. <laughs> um, so 
a hike for hope. You know, I, as far as where it all came from, you know, last year I, I kind of took a leap of faith in the fact of, you know, going to Papoyo, Nicaragua with a, with a group of, uh, individuals from my college, uh, under this Christian organization called crew. And, um, while being there in Papoyo, it was our job or rather our, uh, our missionary duty to, you know, install these filters, uh, to basically bring sanitation and, uh, clean water to these, you know, to these people of Nicaragua and, uh, <laughs> the name ironically too, you know, I mean, the name was, uh, was filter of hope, okay. Okay. right? And you look at Jay's hope. So there's hype for hope. It's got kind of all just tied in, but, um, you know, I was, I was there and I witnessed such a, you know, poverty stricken country. So desolate and, and, and deprived of all that we have. And, um, you know, they, uh, they didn't have the urban squalor or anything that, you know, we, we look at, but, uh, but just just coming to them and with open arms to help and, and feeling that change of uh, of giving hope is what I think really what fired me up and and wanting to do something else because <laughs> exactly a year later right so this was spring break of last year and this this popped into my head exactly a year after um, as I was bedside you know just restlessly turning in bed I. Uh, I just had this this idea that popped up I grow and then you know started really dissecting the uh, the core tenets of what it would what it would mean and uh, what it would stand for and you know who it would benefit and you know of course the reasoning behind it my uh, my cousin's fight and then this foundation being uh, being her rock and being her her um, supporting her support system. Yeah. Well, it's, it's awesome. I mean, you, you kind of tie together a lot of different, you know, some of your past experiences and, and everything that your family had gone through and what Cindy had gone through and, and the organization there. Um, what I think is awesome too is, you know, kind of bring us back full circle too. We're, we're tying in that movement aspect of things as well. You know, like you, you're going to be hiking the Appalachian Trail, um, you know, and, and you're moving <laughs> from point A to point B. Um, bringing awareness to an organization, raising money for this organization to help others, um, and hopefully going through, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, growth, uh, whether that be both physical, probably, and mental as well, you know, uh, and spiritual, maybe all through all of them. Um, and so, you know, it's it's kind of just neat to to kind of, you know, you got this whole movement aspect. You're moving forward in that regard as well. So that's cool. You completely agree. And uh, just to throw some random facts out there, um, you know, as you know, whatever came into my mind, you, you don't really think about it. You're like, ah, I mean, it's just hiking. It can't be that bad. So I started, boy, was I wrong. I started doing research and uh, I was like, all right, well, I, I knew, I knew how long it was. I knew it was from Georgia to Maine, but you really start diving in. And I was reading these articles and it's like, yeah, 14 states. I'm like, Whew. you know, <laughs> What a trek! I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be hiking 2,190 oh miles um, if I finish this thing. So, which I have full intention to do, unless you know I break a leg or get eaten by a bear or something. You know? Let's hope but, not. 
But yeah, make sure, said, make man, sure you put uh, bells on your bag and have a walking stick. <laughs> make a lot of noise. Uh, bear spray, right? Yeah, for sure. Probably. My mom, dude, <laughs> will not stop talking about the bear spray. My mom you is <laughs> all over that one. You probably also want to carry a 44 Magnum with you just in case. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Pack weight's big though, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean you could get like a little derringer or something, like like an ankle holster. Uh you gotta make sure you aim for the eyes though, because that thing's not going through bear hide. No. <laughs> yeah, that I'm uh yeah, we'll see what happens, I guess, there. But uh if you if you also are interested in historical reenactment, you could find a you know Civil War era musket with a bayonet on the end of it, and then that way, <laughs> while you're trying to load black powder, if the bear gets too close, you can just use the the pointy end to stab it. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I'd, I'd stand a chance, man. Even with that bayonet, that thing comes collapsing down on me. I'm, I'm done for. Hmm. Well, actually, they're not grizzlies. They're just black bears. So you may have a chance. I may. I may. You're saying there's a chance. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever you do, don't watch the movie The Revenant before you go on that trip. (laughs) Dude, what a movie. Why did it take that long for Leonardo to get uh, an award, man? I don't know. It's all politics. Sam. I mean, if I had Got my it. way, he would have won it for Man in the Iron Mask back in like '94 or whenever that movie came out. Dude, I dug him in Titanic. Call me sensitive, <laughs> but I love that movie. It was a good one. Yeah. But um, I think that was before, right? Was that before the Iron Mask? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna look up Leo's. Uh, thank you for this rabbit hole, Zach. Uh. Hold on. Hold on, listening community. Everyone grab your seats. We're going to be exploring Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, history of movies. See his IMDb. Um, Yeah, check him out. I I can't remember which one was first either in chronological order as far as that. I don't know. Okay, filmography is an actor. There we go. All right, let's go back to the 90s. Um... What's eating Gilbert Grape in '93? Romeo and Juliet in '96. Titanic in '97. Okay. Man in the Iron Mask in '98. <laughs> I don't know why I said '94. I just oh. randomly, yeah. And then let us not forget The Departed, mm. which was a fantastic movie in 2006. Blood Diamond. Blood Diamond. Uh, also, oh, another, dude, what a good. great movie. Shutter Island. Fantastic. Oh, the fact that Shutter Island and Inception came out in the same year is just ridiculous. What? No. Um, dude, that, man, that man is so talented, yet it took that long. Like, I don't know. good. J. Edgar, Django Unchained, The Great Gatsby, Wolf of Wall Street. You know what I'm saying? Like, all those are phenomenal movies. Oh, dude, it. and then Catch Me If You Can. I forgot about that one. Gangs of New York. Oh, man. 
Okay. Catch, Catch Me If You Can was fantastic. That that one had huh. wasn't that Tom Hanks in it too? Yeah. Yeah. It was Leo Leo and Tom Hanks. I think so. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was a great movie. Man, what a great acting career. Anyways, uh, <laughs> let's talk about the Appalachian Trail. Let's do it. So where where are you starting from? Are you starting from Georgia? No. So, okay, due to, you know, the weather patterns, um, I'm actually, since I'll be graduating in May, uh-huh. um, I'm kind of giving myself some time, but I'm going to be starting July 9th hiking southbound. It's <laughs> called Sobo. <laughs> And uh, I'll be hiking from Mount Katahdin, Maine, um, out of Baxter Park, all the way down to Springer Mountain in Georgia. So, I if I if I would have wanted to hike northbound, which you know it, it would have been cool, but I think it's cool in the fact of you know I'm bringing it back home. I'm, I'm moving back home. I'm I'm taking this this mission and and this uh, hike for hope. And starting in Maine, yet I'm arriving back in home. But um, if I would have wanted to do it, you know, the opposite way, I would have had to have left. You know, I would say at the latest to not have uh, condensed my trip into you know forcing myself 20, 30 mile days. I would have had to have left at the latest of you know right now, oh, wow. mid April. <clears throat> so is that? Just to not rush things. That's why I'm, you know, doing it southbound for me. So if you go northbound, is that called Novo? <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. There it is. <laughs> you know what? You know what I kind of thought of? I was like, I was thinking of this, and I, I don't think it has any ties with this, but I was thinking of Sobo and Novo. It, it reminds me of Hobo. You know, and essentially, I kind of am. I don't have a house. I'm <laughs> walking through the woods, just south. Are you gonna grow an epic beard? Make. Dude, I'm gonna try. I've never been blessed with, uh, you know, facial hair. I'm, I'm very patchy, I would say. But uh, that's why I like to keep it kind of trimmed, just because I look like a, a high schooler that just hit puberty because <laughs> of my patchiness. So, although it, it's it's so uh, so different from you know, I have gray hair yet I can't grow a beard. That's just I don't get it. Make sure you brush up on your hobo signs. Um, there's like a whole library of like what to carve in and what it means. And like, uh, is this a safe house for you to ask for assistance? Like there's a, there's like a whole secret language of like hobo codes that may be, uh, maybe useful, probably not so much in today's world. Um, just cause like people have cell phones and stuff, but you know, you may, you may come across some hobo signs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I probably, yeah, exactly. You're right. If 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 I don't have any knowledge regarding that, I I would completely miss them. So <laughs> that may be something to read into. Just a just a cursory Google search here provides me with uh, many different hieroglyphics that you could use. <laughs> um, what is this one? There's there's some interesting ones here, man. The hobo code. Oh, for instance, Mike, a Venn diagram and hobo oh, code really means, <laughs> means 
it means police are here. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah, send me that one. Um. Yeah. Interesting. You dude, you should you should learn the hobo alphabet. I'll give me a book, man, and then I'll start carving some hobo code and some trees and sending you some some pictures. <laughs> That's awesome. So, how are you preparing for this? Like, I know you mentioned that you um, you've been like doing some like reading and all that kind of stuff, but like, what what kind of stuff are you doing to prepare for the hike? Hmm. So, you know, I, uh, I've been watching tons of YouTubes and actually even podcasts as well, just to, you know, freshen up on my, my knowledge base as far as gear goes. Gear is so, so essential. And, um, as we mentioned earlier, you know, pack weight is probably the most important thing and trying to, um, fill those, fill those holes and necessities of of gear, but yet while keeping it at a moderate weight is, uh, is a very key thing to balance, you know, <laughs> give me one second. What's up, bro? All right. I'm back. Blake just got home. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, so preparing, you know, YouTube's podcasts, uh, and, you know, just priming oneself and, and trying to have a vision, I think going back to the movement, uh, aspect, you know, preparing myself mentally as well, or, uh, what's about to happen and what I'm about to embark on and, and just keeping in mind what the mission is and having that, um, yeah, as my driving force. You know, we talk a lot about uh, finding our why or, or having a why, you know, or just at least having some kind of purpose behind the things that we do. So, you know, when things get difficult or, or hard or challenging and, and uh, you know, we're in a rut, uh, we can go back to that why. Um, and so we can, you know, use that to kind of help propel us forward and get us out of those places where we're stuck. So I think that's awesome. Yes, sir. And actually, uh, <laughs> this last Wednesday, um, I'm sure you you uh, are aware of where they're at, but you know the yeah. rocks that are over in the PT area? Yeah, for all the military guys, I actually strapped on one of those bad boys and uh, took it for an incline walk How for was half an hour. So I feel like that's going to be, uh, uh, dude, it was, it was, it was pretty <laughs> tough, not going to lie. But um I think I think I'm gonna actually start implementing that, and maybe like you know my home gym throw on instead of a yeah. rock throw on my actual pack, and just like hop on the, uh, the stairmaster, and you know if people ask me what I'm doing, that'd be a great way to uh, bring exposure. Yeah, to definitely. Gym. So, <laughs> so that's another way of preparing. You know, I'm I'm just using pieces of equipment mm-hmm. and throwing weight to on my back. To kind of simulate what you're gonna be doing when you're out there. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Very cool. Um, so for anybody that's kind of like interested, um, in following your progress or, or kind of tracking you, like what's the best way that they can do that? So we can put it in the show notes and, and they can keep track of you. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, I've, I've created a website, uh, through Wix actually, it's, it's pretty user-friendly, but, um, 
I've created a website and I named it a hike for hope.com. But before is just the number four. So you have a hike for hope.com. And through that, you know, I'm going to have a blog and I'm going to be keeping up with my trip uh, fairly regularly as much as I can. You know, I'm going to come into contact with uh, hostels along the route and, uh, you know, update these people who have joined this mission and let them know where their funds are going, man. And, uh, let them know how the kids are doing and what kids have been impacted by it. And, you know, it's, it's just gonna be a journey, man. And I'm, I'm super thrilled and excited, but yeah, you can find me over at hikeforhope.com and, uh, there's a contact page too. If you want to actually email me or, you know, follow other social media Sweet. platforms. That's awesome, man. We'll definitely put that in the show notes. Um, so that anybody that's listening to this is interested and wants to follow you, keep track of you, see where you're at, um, or get some more information about, uh, everything that you're doing they'll be able to do that for sure brother i'm actually uh i planned on throwing the the html code of this uh podcast oh, yeah. on my website so that'll be yeah that'll be pretty cool too for just you know bringing it yeah. back to the reciprocity thing oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> bring the awesome people and a lot of my a lot of my friends too are you know are interested in movement or or our regular exercises. Oh, cool. So. Well, maybe they can get some good info. Yeah. It'd be cool. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Dude, All I'm right. currently scrolling through your website right now. It's pretty sweet, man. Thanks, man. I, uh, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, the only thing I would say that I didn't, as far as, you know, like, the menu goes and everything on the website. I had a friend actually uh, help me design that logo. Pierce Butler, he's a uh, fraternity brother of mine. He designed the logo. So, Dude, that's awesome. But yeah, if you notice, the four is actually a yellow ribbon. So in ahike4hope.com, the yellow ribbon symbolizes, uh, you know, it's childhood uh, cancer awareness. And, uh, I'm going to be hiking actually with a yellow ribbon on my pack the entire oh, time. That's cool. So. That's like a, that's a good visual reminder for you too, especially yeah. if, you know, if you're having a day where you're just like covered in rain and mud and it's, it's been a long night for you. You didn't sleep so well. You can look back at that too and kind of remind yourself of why you're doing what you're doing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You were right about that one. No doubt. I'm actually going to get Kylie, uh, mm-hmm. my cousin, Kylie Seitz. I'm going to uh, Jay's Hope. They're having a they're having a camp this summer, two weeks prior to me leaving. And you know, Cindy had asked me to come, and uh, Christy as well, the the, uh, the project manager had asked me to come. And I'm going to do a ribbon cutting ceremony where Kylie's gonna you know cut the yellow ribbon and she's gonna uh, stick it on my back. Oh, awesome. So that's gonna be really cool. <laughs> yeah. So, it, you know, not only just looking at a yellow ribbon, but it actually, you know, it was cut at this Jay's Hope camp where all these children were at. And, you know, Kylie was actually the one who put it on my pack. It's just there's going to be so much symbolism and just energy flowing through that. It's going to it's going to really drive me and motivate me for sure. So, yeah, you're definitely right, Mike. That's awesome. Dude, so I was seeing stuff on here like donations and trail angels and stuff like that. Um, are there are there ways people can help you <laughs> yeah. if, if we decide we want to kick a little something your way to help you out? 
Yeah, for sure, dude. So, um, Jake, if you if you notice on the donate mm -hmm. page, if you click that, there's actually, you know, at the top, the first picture that pops up is my cousin Kylie um, in the slideshow of, you know, these kids that, uh, these beautiful kids that Jace Hope is sponsoring and, uh, you know, providing hope through these tribulations. But um, there's a little give a gift box up at the top, and you can you can hit that, and or you can go to the bottom of the page, and it kind of gives you just like a little rubric or a uh, a diagnostic of what it would look like if you were to donate a penny, nickel, dime, quarter, or dollar, and it just gives you an example of you know what that would come out to, and uh, even tells you a little snippet about what it would provide. I actually called Cindy up and I asked her personally. So, you know, if you were to donate a nickel per mile, that would come out to $109. And, um, you know, I just asked her, what would that look like? And she just gave me examples. And that way, you know, the donors can, can see where their money is actually going. And um, by clicking those buttons, it redirects you to Jay's Hope. So there you know, I'm not even, I'm not touching this money at all. It's going straight to the foundation, which is an accredited 501c, if you want to claim it on your tax deductions. But um, it takes you there, and uh, once you click that button, it takes you to JSO. You click the orange click here button, and then you go to quick give. There's a drop-down menu. You click hike for hope, and then you enter your amount, and that is that. You have joined the <laughs> team of caregivers. That's awesome, man. So cool. But yeah, but yeah, I definitely encourage you to, um, you know, I'm going to be posting weekly updates, uh, about the team members, which is a drop down underneath donate just to, you know, to, uh, commend and, uh, show appreciation to those people who have decided to, you know, uh, compassionately give to these children and to, uh, be a foothold in their, in their fight, you know, I love it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> uh, got another one of those like happy Sir. feels, smiley, glowy kind of moments over here. So, <laughs> <laughs> heck yeah, dude. That's what it's about, man. It's a, it's really about doing things for others, man. It's um, Brent actually has this on his uh, on his water bottle. He got it from a military guy, but um. I uh, I had this this uh this, this excerpt in one of my blog posts called uh, Why Jace Hope and it talks about Kylie but it's just talking about you know those things that do make us smile is you know loving on others compassionately and you know rather than seeking out for ourselves but seek for others and, and that reciprocity will give it to us or will fill our hearts and you know make us smile and gleam and illuminate this joy but um. The quote that it says that's on uh, Blake's, uh, what do you call it, man? Those, what's the brand? It's like a hydro something. I don't know. But anyway, it says, it says, for it is by giving that we receive. We should seek first to understand, understand others than to be understood. To love rather than to be loved. So by doing those things, you know, it, it comes full circle. It is by giving in which we receive, by loving on others, you know, that, that's how we are loved, by lending an ear to others, by 
you know, walking, by, by moving for others, by, you know, having those people on your PT table and, and uh, walking them through these, these progressions and regressions and showing them the ways of, of movement and just loving on others, man. It's, yeah. it's such a powerful oh, thing. I, t- I totally agree with that, you know. Um, the the energy that you put out into the world comes back to you in waves, you know. So if you if you are focusing your energy as you know a being that is giving, uh, that is loving uh, to others, um, you know, it, it comes back to you. you know, it's just awesome. You see that? What's what's the John Lennon quote? The the love you make something about I don't know. This may not even be appropriate for this. It's just in my head. Uh, <laughs> non-lending quotes. Love you make is equal to the love you take. Here. Yes. Is that it? John Lennon love quote. The love you make is equal to the love you take. Was it from a song? Uh, how about this one? Is this it? It matters not who you love, where you love, why you love, when you love, or how you love. It matters only <laughs> that you love. It's not that I love it. <laughs> I, I I think I I think I chose the wrong Beatle. I, I think it. this is actually a Paul McCartney quote. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's probably why. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, oh, well, in, in the end, the love that. you take is equal to the love you make. There it is. Nice, dude. I dig that. I so dig that, man. I'm writing that one down in my book. Oh, maybe it is Sean Lennon. I don't know why that other website said it was Paul McCartney. Uh, Yeah, it is Sean Lennon. In the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. Nice, dude. That's just more of like the more the more of a force that you can be for good and and just putting more out there, the more you're all you're gonna get back. Yeah. I completely affirm that, yeah. I believe that wholeheartedly. That's that's awesome. I think Zach we're yeah, we're running up here on the uh, end of our show here. Um there is one question that we always ask all of our guests. And so uh, we here at the Movement Docs, we believe in always moving forward in all that you do. So based on all of your previous experience and knowledge and love and life and the pursuit of happiness, what is one piece of advice that you'd give to anyone listening to the show to help them be the best versions of themselves? <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a complex question. Um, that's a good one, man. That's a really good one. That's a good, uh, it's a good footer to end on, no doubt. Um, I think, you know, I think that goes back to the, to what we were talking about earlier, man, is, is to, um, you know, not being afraid to like to dare to step out, to be uncommon. Um, you know, I think I think we're all enchanted with gifts and we're all different. But um it's those who knock and uh are bold and courageous enough to to seek direction and to actually step out and do I think I think it's those who do that that end up, you know, making secession for themselves and uh 
creating a better life for others. You know, going back to the reciprocity thing, if we focus on experience and emotions rather than seeking just what's in it for me, you know, that stuff can be draining. I, um, I had actually read a book or, um, rather Blake had a book and, um, I picked it up and I just went straight to the, the ending chapter and, um, it, it gave a little example about, uh, mm -hmm. give me one second. <laughs> no, you good. Sorry. But, um, anyway, it, um, it had talked about, uh, you know, a quote and, um, talking about what we bring in and the doors that we knock on and what we see out for ourselves. It talked about, um, you know, it talked about so often we, uh, we seek out to, uh, to nurse and piece back together these things that, uh, we ultimately know aren't good for us. It gave the example actually of a snake and, um, you know, it was this woman nursing back a snake and um, loving for it and caring for it and, and knowing it was bad, yet she, she nursed it anyway and put so much energy into it. Yet whenever that snake was healed, it bit her. And um, she looked at it, you know, despairingly and was like, why'd you bite me? And it, it said to her, you know, you knew all along I was a snake. I was, I was, I was going to bite you. And, and, you know, I, I think, I think it's, it's the realization of, we know what's good and bad for us, yet too often the not we we seek um, you know the easy route, which is venomous and can can hurt us. You know, rather than daring to knock on those doors that are that can be scary and sometimes seem unformidable. You know, but um, to knock to knock on those doors and to to really seek out greatness and to you know the the quote that uh not a quote, but the verse that this, this mission is founded on is Ephesians 5, 2. And it says, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. So I say that in end to, to say, you know, what are you giving yourself up for? What, what do you stand for? What are the doors that you're knocking on? Are they, are they venomous or are they going to help you and help others? <laughs> That is a great question. <laughs> I love so many things about that whole story that she just uh, you just told. Um, I think it's great too. You know, and it kind of brings us full circle to everything that we had just talked about, uh, where you know you you dare to be bad. Uh, you kind of you challenge yourself. Uh, you know, the life life kind of begins at that end, edge of your comfort zone, um, or you know that which doesn't challenge you doesn't change you those kinds of things. And, you know, it's, uh, it's just cool. You know, I, I think it's awesome. Everything that you're doing for one. Um, and you know, at the end, just kind of like challenging all of us to, to, to continue to grow and, and move forward and, and find something that's bigger than us, uh, ultimately to, to be a part of and, and give back. So right. Just man. Yeah, man. Well, like I said before, I, uh, I sincerely am gracious for y'all having me on and uh, letting me talk about this. I, uh, I, I appreciate what y'all are doing and, uh, you know, just the education and the, um, the words that y'all talk about on here, the, 
I know it's just banter, but at the end of the day, man, you're, you're impacting lives and, um, what y'all do and what y'all talk about is, uh, is exactly what I said. Y'all are knocking on doors that most won't. And, um, you know, you're, you're daring to be different and uncommon. And it's, it's awesome to, uh, have that courageous, um, sense about you to do something cool to help others. Well, Zach, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to be on our show today. Uh, if anyone listening to this show wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way that they can do that? For sure. Yeah. So, uh, as stated again, um, you know, I have the contact page, but, uh, you can find me on a hike for hope.com and remember the four is the number four. And, um, yeah. So you can just head on over there and I go to the contact page and it has all the different ways and outlets to find me at. Perfect. Sounds good. We'll definitely be uh, following your trip and your trail as you're going along. <laughs> uh, we encourage any of our listeners to, to do that as well and uh, give them a lookout. So thanks again for tuning in this week where we spoke with Zach Cooper. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or have a topic that you'd like us to discuss, shoot us an email at tmdmovementdocs at gmail.com. Thanks. And we'll see you next week.